when the baby's finally asleep. Take a breath, make yourself a fine cup of whatever you enjoy, and pull out your favorite ounce of weed. Prepare to have your mind stimulated, massaged, and gently molded into love putty. And not the yucky kind. The Pooly Pajama Party Podcast is kicking off. Presented by Caffeine Mark and Fairy Mary. Getting you ready to live the life you love. We're on holiday. Yeah, where are we in holiday? Um... In the snowy mountains of New South Wales, Australia. Yeah. Well, we're not actually in the snowy bit just now. No, we're staying in Jindabyne, in the beautiful Stenmark house in Jindabyne. And uh, we are half an hour's drive from Threadbow and pretty much half an hour's drive from... Perisher. That's it, Perisher. And both in national parks, beautiful, beautiful places. Threadbow, we had a nice walk around yesterday. Threadbow was lovely. Um... And we got to meet your friend Alex. Yeah. Um, who is awesome with kids, which is always a bonus when you are travelling with a toddler. Alex, the groomer, he grooms. That's actually what he, he's part of the grooming team. <laughs> it just sounds. So I know it sounds bad because coming when you, on from my sentence of he's really good with kids. Yeah, he's the groomer, but he, he, when he was when he was talking about, it, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm into grooming and stuff, and I was like, oh yeah, that's right, you groom the the, the ski. Me. Well, he he drives the big cats, the the big kind of um, what would you call them, the ski slope. Cleaners. Cleaners, yeah. So he he cleans the We're ski slopes really at night. We're stupid right now, and all the snow people are like, "Oh, you, you so fucking idiots! You fucking we're groomers. Don't need to swear. We don't. Okay, yeah. and uh, but I'm I'm an angry snow cleaner right now. Yeah, These people on this podcast still. are so ignorant. I'm a groomer. I groom the ski slopes. So that's what they call it when they are cleaning the slopes up for people to use the next day. Yes. So. At night, he starts at, for example, now it is 9 o'clock at night when we're recording, and he will be getting up in a couple of hours to go and start his shift of bobcat grooming, <laughs> ski slopes, whatnot. But he's a legend, anyway, and Lily loves him. Yep. We went for a walk around Lake Jindabyne, or around, like along the side. We can't really walk around Lake Jindabyne. Well, I don't know. I don't know how much further we could have gone. We could have gone quite far, but it's a huge lake. It is huge. I just don't know if you can actually walk. You probably could. It would just take a couple of days, I think. But won't there be at one point... So this is a, a man-made lake um, that's part of the hydroelectric system. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to find out more about that because we found out earlier on it was, it's, it was starting... It was... The project was started in 1949 and ended in 1974, so it took them 25 years to build it. And they say it's, what, one of the seven wonders of the... Engineering. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah, go for it. Tell me. Okay, so the Snowy Mountain Scheme. uh, Construction of the Snowy Mountain Scheme commenced in October 1949 at the original site of Adaminabi. For almost 53 years, the scheme was built, operated, and maintained by the Snowy Mountains Hydroelectric Authority. Oh, and then it's just telling you about the different companies. It, it does say somewhere, somewhere that they finished building oh, yeah. it in 74. Uh, and the Snowy Mountain Scheme is recognised as one of the seven engineering wonders of the modern world. It's also recognised as the birthplace of multiculturalism in Australia 
over 60,000 people from over 30 countries, together with 40,000 Australians, participated in construction of the scheme between 1949 and 1974. The Snowy Mountain Scheme provides renewable energy and related products and services, water for irrigation and food for production in southeastern Australia, while construction to the care and maintenance of the areas of the National Park working in partnership with the National Parks and Wildlife Service. In addition, the scheme output of renewable energy displaces up to 4.5 million tonnes of greenhouse gases from the atmosphere each year. So, pretty cool, all in all. And on the way here, we drove past a huge um, solar panel. Yeah, there was a solar farm. Farm. Which is very cool. So it's outstanding stuff that we've seen. And we also drove past a whole tribe of living kangaroos, which Mary was very excited about. Oh, I squealed a lot. And we also drove past a whole lot of kangaroos that were just sleeping <laughs> on the side of the road. On the first day over here, we kept driving past kangaroos, and I was extraordinarily excited to see them in the wild. And um, But we wanted to get here as early as possible so it wasn't too late. So Mark did not think that it was sufficiently exciting enough to stop and photograph. He did say if I saw a koala that he would stop the car. That warrants a stop. Um, but kangaroos did not warrant a stop. So today when we set out, I said, no, today we are photographing kangaroos when we see kangaroos. There, there, there <laughs> the was a reason, though. second later, we saw this. It's not funny, but it's kind of funny. This huge dead kangaroo followed by another huge kangaroo, dead kangaroo. And I really did have to stop a moment and sort of say, you know, you be careful what you wish for. <laughs> I did not want to stop and photograph the big dead kangaroo. We didn't really see the huge tribes. What do you call a big herd? Well, you, you saw a big herd in that field. Today? No, no, no. When we drove there, you saw about 30 of them in the field, didn't you? Was that yesterday? Yeah, you were all excited in the car. And you're, oh, my God, there are so many of them. Oh, look, they're all together. Oh, yeah, there was a massive And that's why I did not stop, because everybody knows in this country that if you stop to take photos of a bunch of kangaroos, they know that they can hold you out, jump you, take your money and drive the car off, and you're just left there. No one's going to believe you. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you might just be left to the mercy of the drop bears. Pretty much. The drop bears will fuck you up. Yeah. But the fair. kangaroos will jack your shit and steal your car. You just can't stop swearing, can you? No, I can't. But they have been known to mainly they'll take cars, beer, they will take your weed if you have any. And a, a lot of people don't actually believe this at all. But this is one of the main reasons, out I, of I safety for my family, that I could not stop at that point. I can't point. imagine why people don't believe that story. Mm. It sounds so realistic. Yeah, it's actually, it's that hard to believe that it hasn't even turned up on Snopes yet. Oh, wow. Okay. So, also very excitingly, but disappointingly, I saw my first live well, no, my first wild wombat. We saw Four the skin of, of a wombat. It wasn't live. Four of them. They weren't live. They were sleeping. One after the other, after the other, after the other. Just four of them dead. It was, <laughs> it was quite a kind of come down, really, because I was mixed feelings of, ooh, that's a wombat in the wild, and ooh, it's dead. I had that beautiful moment of going out with Alex for a moment of fresh air, and as I'm chatting to him, at night and I looked up on the driveway to see what I thought was a couple of people walking down to realise it was actually a kangaroo bouncing just happily down the road. 
That's got some cool. walkway. It was very, very funny. The following night, we did all go out in our pajamas to see if we could recreate this kangaroo spotting with Lily, who thought it was very exciting going outside in her pajamas for a walk. Um, but unfortunately, no kangaroos. I blame that car that was sitting there looking dodgy with its headlights on. Yeah, there's a four because there's a boarding school here, so there's a four-wheel drive car with, I'm pretty sure, a security guard who's there to take down any child who tries to escape or go and have too much fun. And uh, we assumed that he just sat there with... We had, like, his parking lights on, so he was just... Yeah, and I just think, basically, the kangaroo doesn't come along with a hisser. No. But it was it was actually perfect stalking behaviour just sitting there with this. Yeah, it just looked dodgy. It did. Which is why I thought, you know, he's just waiting there <laughs> with a handful then, of weapons. You know, when we walked around the corner and we both, for a second, thought it was a kangaroo coming straight towards us, and then the man's iPhone lit up his face. Yeah. Dude walking down the middle of the road. Yeah. For a split second, I'm pretty sure he saw us going, ha ha, you think I'm a roo. <laughs> but Lily so was very seen, excited about the kangaroos. Yeah, we've seen lots of wildlife, and it's been so good to get out of Sydney and just be free of buildings and people and. Fresh air, beautiful water. Wow, the water, we have to say about the water. It's amazing how you never. Appreciate Appreciate it. how good some water is and how bad some... It's a bit like when you go to Marianne's house and she's got really lovely water Very clean there. water there as well. Um, so we went to um, the first... Fredbo. Fredbo. And um, Alex was saying that the water was really good there. And it was, we, you know, we had some of the local cafe and filled up the water bottles. Then we came home and I filled up uh, one glass from the water bottle and one glass from the tap water here. And thought you to see the difference. It oh, was dramatic. Yeah. Just one tasted so fresh, and it it sort of cleansed your mouth and made you feel really fresh. And the other one was it was it's not bad. I mean, it's still better water here than Sydney, I think. Oh yes. But the difference was dramatic. We're gonna have a hard time going back and adapting, aren't we? Because we're gonna need to get we're that water filter again. We're gonna go back and like, uh, buy water filters. <laughs> but yeah, that was an incredible change. The fresh air, fresh water, solar farms. Eco, this and that. Beautiful houses. We went through a walk in the National Park. And the houses there, um, interesting. How they're, like, they're beautiful places, but they're very much stuck together, so there's very little yeah. privacy. So I, I don't... I understand you want to live in a National Park. It's nice, it's shaded. It's 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 just a disaster if a, if a fire breaks out. Yeah. It's so close together. There's so many trees. And, and um, it looked kind of beautiful, but at the same time didn't look it would have been beautiful with like quite a bit of space between all the places but hey we're saying that you know we will we are far from being able to afford any of them so yeah we we were actually just happy staying here in Jindabyne and driving half an hour each way to uh, where we had to go but just seeing the people that live there and obviously hearing about the different prices of the places there for rent for a week on season and off season that crazy stuff I can totally understand paying a fortune for the houses that are up where you can ski out the front door. Yeah. Like, that just sounds amazing. That was a perisher. Our upper perisher, there was so much more snow. I thought that was... Um, Alex said there was some over at um, Tropo as well. Well, we could just live there and just go straight yeah, out the door. Yeah, do you remember he was talking about when he had the cleaning job one year? And yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he went to... But he also said those were uh, places that... I don't think... Were they up for rent or were they just... No, they're owned by people. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, that's what I meant. Like, if you're going to spend a fortune on a house, I can totally understand spending a fortune in a place where you can ski out the gotcha. front door. I thought you meant if you meant, like, renting for a week, like we might. If we look at it and go, OK, well, how much is it to rent for a week? How many people do we need to split it between to make it worthwhile? <laughs> yeah, we all have We'd have to be, like, camp beds and things, so oh, we could just, like, everyone could sleep in the lounge and we could, like, fit ten people in each bedroom like and then we might be able Airbnb. to afford it for, like, a day. <laughs> <laughs> but there were some beautiful places, and some were just so typically mountain-based, hotel-like ski lodges. Yeah, they looked like out of a postcard from Switzerland. Yeah, pretty much. Triangle roofs, very, very pointy, pointy roofs. Which is probably quite... Tall um, buildings. Quite important when you get snow. Snow falling! Snow falling! Yes, I did enjoy the signs that said, caution, look out for snowfall. Mm. And so we took... Lily hadn't seen the snow before, and she had seen the snowman cartoon, which we hadn't seen for a little while now, but... And Miffy goes and on Miffy holiday, goes on to, holiday the to the snow. And so we went and through the snow. Hat. And we got a little sledge, snow. and we went in, on Threadbow first. We went up the little... The little hill there they had for the kids to play around on. They had a couple of trampolines. She was just, she just loved it. Yeah. She had no fear as well. I was quite, I was quite proud actually. She just showed no fear even when she went down the potentially a little bit too steep and long slope with Daddy this afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> I think he was scared. She wasn't. She thought it was great. She might have seen it was quite fun, but, yeah, we, we both wore a bit of snow in the face and just shot down this hill a bit faster than yeah, expected. Yeah, I was filming it and just had a little bit of a kind of, I hope they're okay. <laughs> but I'm so glad we got away with that without hurting anybody or ourselves. Yeah, we didn't repeat that slope though, did we? No, no, I was good with just that one experience. I think Lily would agree with not doing it again. No, I think she probably would have been quite happy to do it again. I don't think she realised it was scary. Oh, I, um, yeah. I had the moment of going, okay, if we poop these pants and if they really are waterproof, (laughs) (laughs) we're going to find out very quickly which way this stuff works. Oh, lovely. Yeah. But it was a beautiful day. They were both beautiful weather days. They were not too cold. We were actually quite hot in Threadbow. We ended up over-preparing yeah. and we took off a whole lot of clothes as we got there. We were, I took off at least two layers when I was there. Yeah, I, so was I mean, we were basically walking around. I had a thermal T-shirt on, but I was basically yeah. walking around just in that. Um, I had a and t-shirt it didn't on get that, cold until, um, until we kind of sat in the shade at the cafe right at the end of the day. Yeah. So, um, in Jindabyne, quick uh, quick shout out for a coffee spot if you're looking one the Red Door Roastery. It's not too bad. We had uh, I had two coffees there. They were okay, very dark roast, but still quite nice coffee. So throw a sugar in there, makes it quite yummy. So, I would say if anyone's coming over this way, our advice would be to stay in Jindabyne actually and travel up yes. each day because you can travel to each of the parks each day. It's $30, basically, to get in. Yeah, you, you need to remember to get 30 bucks ready for your national park entry fee, or you get a notice, apparently. Well, we heard... You, didn't you read up that you get a fine? And then Alex just goes, I oh, know, they'll just leave you a notice going, you should get a sticker. No, I'm just, I'm just British and a rule follower, and I just saw the sign saying, go this way to pay a toll, and I went, go this way to pay a toll. But didn't you read up before that those they no. give you fine? Or was it fines for the chains, if you don't Oh, the chains, yeah. So if you get caught without chains and you have snowfalls you need chains you basically have to pay the park ranger to hire chains to get you out of the park and it's some exorbitant fee exorbitant i'm so tired it is exorbitant um it's really exhausting going in the snow 
it's it's ridiculous how exhausting it is actually. Just um, walking back up those hills after dragging that thing back up and up. That thing you took about your daughter. The sledge. She was having great fun. She sat on it back to front as we went back up the hill and she thought it was awesome. But it's just... I could have done with those ropes being a little bit longer because having to lean down to drag yeah, it up. Yeah, that's basically the problem because if you don't lean down then you pick her up as Pretty she much. falls off. So, uh, yeah, I could have done with those ropes being a touch a touch longer. Yes, so back anyway to our point is Sand Jindabine. The stuff's cheaper here, so like food and drink and things are much cheaper down this end. Yep. Accommodation is more affordable. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got really nice accommodation down here. It's lovely, a really lovely place. Um, but there seem to be lots of accommodation there. But you're only 30 minutes drive from the snow. Yeah, so, so you've got the option of both. You've got the option within the same amount of drive of going to Jindabyne or Threadbow. Yeah. We would recommend possibly... I mean, not Jindabyne, I mean Perisher or yeah, Threadbow. Go to Threadbow first and then go to yes. Perisher. Um, and I, that's just if you're going with a kid and um, just want the snow slope, which is free. So it's basically pretty awesome if you just have a child and just want to go and play on the slope, which is what we did. Uh, I can't say about the skiing facilities. It looked like Perisher had well a lot more visible as I was places. Saying, Perisher, you start off kind of at the snow line, yeah. Whereas at Threadbow, you have to go up to it. So you have to so pay you can't your see it when you're at the bottom so much. Eight it? million dollars worth of lift hire. Yeah. Or lift passes. Well, you have to play the boats really, don't you? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it is. It's not a cheap thing. It's not like you're going to the beach and you're just going to hang out of the beach. It's like if you're you going to go for more than ten days, oh. buy your ski pass a year in advance. <laughs> Because it's stupidly cheaper to do that, and it will seem expensive in advance. But if you're gonna go skiing, it's 120 bucks a day. They were going from 120 bucks a day for lift passes. The advance one? I have no idea. But I think it starts from there. So imagine if it starts from there. I can't remember. I just remember when Alex told us the different prices. It just made if you were planning to go skiing the next year, it made so much sense to buy your lift pass at the end of the previous season. Yeah. Because it was a lot, lot cheaper. But, I mean, that's the incentive that everywhere. Your, that was your lift... But that was the lift pass for the season as well. Yes. So, basically, if you went for 10 days, you had made it cheaper for yourself. Yes. But you could also go in summer because they had mountain bike tracks running pretty much everywhere, and that was both Threadbow and... Um, Perisher had little mountain bike tracks and on top of that and I believe they both have their own bobsled run like that steel bobsled run yeah that was pretty cool I yeah. quite fancy that I wouldn't mind actually coming over and trying that so mountain biking uh, bobsled run if you if you come around Jindabyne the lake is huge and apparently they have kayaking and fishing you need to have a fishing licence I'm not quite sure how that goes Maybe it's like a medical marijuana licence you go to the doctor tell him you get a headache boom fishing licence off you go take a few days off catch them whatever the fuck's in the lake there was yeah. nothing, just I rocks. I didn't see anything except rocks. That yeah, was pretty much it. You can go and just kill time. But As seagulls. We saw seagulls. We saw seagulls. Yeah, there's a distinct lack of wildlife around the lake. There's wildlife everywhere else, but that lake was... <laughs> it was a bit weird, actually. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, it's it has been really great to yeah. come with a toddler to the snow. This was so affordable because basically each day it cost us $30 for the park entrance mm-hmm. and what was the what was the toboggan? That was six bucks or something like that. Eleven for two days. Yeah, so thirty six dollars. 
yeah, we had a lot of fun. Get your thermals, get your wet weather gear and whatnot, because what we found out that was quite warm wasn't actually waterproof or snowproof. Yeah. But nonetheless, it didn't wipe the smile off our faces. No. Perisher was, was significantly cooler. Yes, it was. And that was real snow, whether Stradbo has the option of artificial snow. I don't know if it was real snow. I think it was. I don't think it was because I couldn't see any... Um... I couldn't see the snowmakers at yeah. Threadbow either. Oh, you couldn't see them? No. I saw them everywhere. They were like massive fountainheads. Oh, yeah, they were pointing out that. pretty much everywhere, like lampposts. I was oblivious to that. Mm. I'm, I'm pretty sure Perisher was real snow. For some reason it felt different as well. It felt like real snow. Let's just believe that it was. Cause it'll yeah, let's just say, like, I'll, I'll run with a fairy tale that it was, or it'll, it'll just bait me if I find out that I'm wrong, and I'll just probably... So we made some nice snowmen as well? Yes. We are back. So, um, sorry about that. We had run out of... Not space, but for some reason I had not automated the uh, length of time to just keep going as long as we needed it to. Or we may have actually run out of memory. But we're back, for I've made some more memory, because I'm memory mark memoriser 5000. Awesome. I had a dilemma with memory at the moment. My phone is filling up, and it's basically because I take too many videos of Lily. And I know that they're all backed up on the computer at home, but I just... I can't bring myself to delete, to delete them. Hmm. I reckon if you kept enough footage, eventually you could edit them all into the perfect perfume advert or toilet paper advert. Because Lily's very cute, angelic look. And they use those... Them and puppies they use for toilet paper adverts. <laughs> so you can mix footage of her and, and, and footage of a puppy and try and sell Pooley's ass-friendly toilet paper. Made out of recycled... Poo paper. Pooley's poo paper. <laughs> Pooley's pyjama poo paper made out of recycled dreams of orphans. Um, and uh, so, yeah. But I think it's a dilemma that a lot of people have now. What's that? That their phones are just permanently full of photos and videos of their kids. Well, your phone, for some reason, has issues in general. Because it just... Even when you delete a whole lot of stuff, it seems to fill back up on memory. So whether you... Have oh, one I or told two you, videos. I discovered what the problem was with that. Yeah, it's retarded. No, it's because it was trying to up, do a software update, and um, so every time I re- released a little bit of space, it would try again. Would get a little bit of the way, fill up all the memory, and go. This didn't work. So stop again. Right. And I'd have to turn it off and on again to clear that temporary file. Roger that. Okay. And then it would start again. I so still I'd, think you should get to the point like. All of your videos and photos up to July, for example, you should back up on the computer and delete off your, off your phone. <gasps> but there's just amazing ones in there. Like so you go Lily's on the computer and you have... Sound and like the first ultrasound of Lily. And I, I can't do it. What if the computer dies? And then, then there's no more. That's why we put everything on a hard drive. But it, when it's on a hard drive, as well as the computer, I'll delete them off my phone. Well, then get a hard drive that plugs into the computer back up your iPhotos and whatever videos you have onto that and then move on with your life and get storage. It's another job that I need to do on the list of endless Do you know what? I am going to write a course, like a 12-step course, for you to 
get through these issues, most of them will revolve around God and uh, making sure you're cool with him. And then we'll work on to the whole plugging into USBs and moving shit around. Well, I'll tell you what, you could always do it for me. I might have to. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Or I could back everything up onto the computer and smash your phone with a hammer and <gasps> we would just go and buy some more phones. No. One massive environmental naughtiness doing that. It works perfectly fine as long as it's got some memory on it. It's only an environmental naughtiness if I throw it out in the wrong place. But if I do it in a bucket and drop a rock on it so it doesn't go anywhere and it just stays no, there. It's e-waste is one of the biggest new contributors to What the fuck is e-waste? Electronic waste. Oh, e-waste. Electro- sorry. The e-waste. It's the first time I've ever heard of it. Really? Yeah. Okay, so e-waste... Is, the more I say it, the weirder it sounds. I know, e-waste, it's just, e-waste. Yeah, I've just made up this term now. So e-waste, yeah, you just made it up. No, but because I'm so few people actually it. dispose of their electronic items properly and there's so many little bits in there of, of metal and plastic all melted together and they need to be separated properly hmm. and there's a lot of toxic stuff inside them as well. The batteries, for instance, they need to be recycled properly. Especially like in phones where you can't remove the battery and just recycle the battery. Um, so it's it's super important. E-waste is super important. It is not cool for the environment. No. No. So you really should use your phone up until it stops working, not just okay, because okay. It's, it's no longer Do you know trendy. what? I was just joking. I'm not going to smash it with a hammer. Yeah, but you know me. You can't joke around waste. I'm going to put it in a blender and feed it to I'm you. I'm very proud of myself and when I, I did around the, around the lake today and picked up a whole load of rubbish. You did. We enjoyed our day picking up... Well, we... I enjoyed watching Mary pick up rubbish. It was a turn-on. <laughs> it was uh, not something I thought I'd ever be into, but I just thought, you know what... Uh, I'm into the whole bag lady thing. Walking down the side of the beach, picking up cigarette butts, wondering, is she really going to smoke that? I don't know. Do you know what I'm quite proud of? <laughs> when, I, when I go out for walks with Lily and she sees rubbish on the floor, she picks it up and says, Mommy, Mommy, this needs to go in the bin. Yeah, she is really good like that. And I love that she's just learned that from I've me. started doing that too. I don't like saying it, but I do awesome. walk down the driveway and pick I love this up. influence I've had on both of you. It's not like you... It's, it's I'm claiming that one. No, it's 30 Rock. It's 30 Rock. I want to be Captain Planet. Really? You want yeah. to be a douchebag? I want to be Captain Planet. You don't need to be Captain Planet to be a douchebag, you know that. But I, I need to be Captain Planet. Do you yeah. want to wear some green spandex? Is that the issue? That is pretty much it. Okay. <laughs> I'm not really loving that look, actually, I have to say. <laughs> in, in terms of hot or not, it's, it's veering towards not. Yeah, well, it's it's it's, it's Except a work of passion. Except I do love the whole eco side of it, so it's a work of that, passion. That might, you know, I could just close my eyes and just look at your face and, and ignore the. Close things. my eyes and just look at your <laughs> face. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm really not making any sense. But I could just talk to you and just look at your face. I cover the rest of you with my hands. I could just close my eyes and look at your face. I could I could close down my ears and stare at your tits. I could. I could stop staring at your boobs and start listening to your ears <laughs> or your, your your toes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love you. I've got to get up. 
my knees are now very sore from sitting curled up. Yeah, so we're beds. curled up between two beds in the guest room. Because, yeah, the washing machine was on, which you might have heard a second ago. But uh, this is a podcast on the run. First holiday podcast recorded in the Stenmark house. Uh, if when the podcast becomes something huge, you'll then be able to come to Stenmark house and go, this was recorded between those two beds in that spare room. Yeah, it's going to become this... A pilgrimage. A fun pilgrimage. Yeah, yeah. people will come here and sit between these two beds, wondering, is this really where they were when Mark got sore knees and said, I've got to fucking get up. Oh, my knees are really sore from sitting between these two beds. You think your knees might be sore from actually dragging Lily up and down slopes? Yes, yeah. So do come here. Do go to Perisher. Do go to Threadbow. I am so glad we planned this and, and we saw it through and we've come on holiday as a family and Lily saw snow, built a snowman went down the hill on a sledge, we didn't die all of these things accumulated together were awesome it's just beautiful yeah, it's been a really great trip and we needed to get out of the city yeah. big time so. so unfortunately we have to psych ourselves back now for the long drive back to the stabbing criminal minded no, streets let's, of Sydney say nice things about Sydney otherwise it is, it's it. beautiful do you know what we do love seeing that being there? We do love our friends. I love Sydney. So. I do. Yeah. The, the fact that we've actually come here makes me... It reminds me how lucky we are to be in Sydney where we were so, we, what, we're six, eight hours drive from Byron Bay and six, eight hours drive from the snow. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So if we're dedicated enough to go there, we're, within, we're bang between two perfect places for summer and winter. Yeah. And uh, the only thing that stops us from going there is ourselves. We can go and enjoy. We know enough people. We've been there a few times, especially Byron Bay. We, we've no, we've driven through it now. We've done the Gold Coast. We've, we've done time. the Gold Coast, yeah. We've, well, we've, <laughs> we've done, done the Gold, the Gold Coast. Co- we went there, we saw, we, we like conquered. two cafes on the Gold Coast. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've done it. We've been there. Yeah, okay. Like, uh, You're like that man in um, Curious the... George. Oh, we've done it. Not seen that before, but now I have. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's the that's the deal. So um, come down here, check the place out, get a friend called Alex. That's always a good thing to do. Uh, I would always recommend to have a friend called Alex. Yep. And uh, try your hand out of snowboarding, which I haven't done yet, but I'll eventually do. Get a sledge, got a pink sledge for six dollars. Get that, and fucking have a great time. Mary's yawning away. I've been yawning the entire podcast. Very Mary is yawning. Very hard not to yawn at the uh, microphone. It's 9.35 in the evening here on a holiday night. It's here insane. In We're all September. party animals. I, it was so hardcore. <laughs> I went to bed at so 7.30 hardcore. last night. <laughs> I fell asleep last night watching Top Gear. I'm so gangster. At 2.30 in the morning, I went and woke him up from the sofa. The TV had run out of TV programmes. The TV had actually gone to a standby show of programmes will resume at 7 in the morning or something like I that. I can't believe they actually still do that. No, I was really surprised. I almost took a photo of it because I was so like, wow. Because they normally happens. run like shithouse adverts, like 30-minute-long yeah, no. infomercials. Run out. God, here, have you discovered God? You should check out this new God we've got for sale. And if you call within the next five minutes, we'll give you two gods for the price of one. Something like that. Yeah. But no, the TV ran out. So anyway, good night. We love you all. Enjoy being uh, humans. Enjoy being parents and enjoy work and or holidays as work will get you close to the holiday and the holiday you can find yourself in Stenmark House between two single beds sitting there wondering, is this where Fairy Mary sat? 
Some people come here and kneel down and sniff the carpet and go, Oh, that's enough. <laughs> love you, baby. <laughs> Some strangers, I love you too. <laughs> See you soon. Bye-bye, folks. Bye. Ciao.